Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Fate of Mudli, and I am your host, Bushibetu. Welcome back to my space and welcome back to my world. So, in today's episode, we're gonna do the part two of my testimony. I'm gonna share my story, like, on, I'm gonna share things like um, the uh, things that took place after rededicating my life to Christ, um, events that took place, struggles that I went through, you know, things that I encountered after rededicating my life to Christ and yeah so I'm just gonna share my story and close up this chapter and then we just gonna get on the real things of the podcast so since you guys by now you you know who I am you know what I went through so now we can get to the juicy part of the podcast so yeah so before we even get to today's episode I just wanna give you guys a little recap of my week I've had such a hectic week like it was a week of going back to to school you know going back to the routine of attending classes the routine of going to church since we we are back on campus on our campus fellowship so it was a lot of you know outreaches taking place a lot of you know winning souls a lot of follow-ups a lot of you know it, it was just a lot I had hectic 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 week so and i've been helping my friend and looking for a place you know we've been going around acadia looking for a place you know because she want to move out on at her current place right now due to you know personal reasons so um um we've been going around acadia and sunnyside looking for a place for her so and also i'm doing my practical this year so we've also been looking around searching for a spot spot organization that we can do our 240 hours of practicals um lucky enough we found one we're still looking for the second one because the one that we found right now will not be able to cover the 240 hours that we need by september so we are still looking around for another sport organization or sport company that we can do like some hours also there on this this because the one that we got we're gonna do our hours on sunday after church because it's a church league which is an amazing thing there's nothing amazing like doing your practicals in a holy ghost for the environment okay so i'm so excited about it and i'm also like open to any other sporting organization it being church centered or whatever so so that i can just get my 240 and get done with this year i just want to see myself out of school okay so yeah that's been my week and i've seen one of the you know one of the important people in my life you know um, i got to see him this week um yeah like it's just been amazing it's a been it's been an, a hectic week and an amazing week because i got to see people that i last saw last year i got to see people from church go to see oh it's just been amazing so yeah that's my week that's like my week that's how my week went so yeah let's get to today's episode um guys you know you hear a lot of me sipping on my tea because I'm not feeling okay like I have this sore throat running nose headache painful eyes I just don't know what's happening I don't know what's going on by the Bible says I am held 
by the stripes of Christ. So I just claim that weight over my life right now. So yeah, let's just get to today's episode. Um, so in 2016, since I've mentioned, I rededicated my life to Christ and I took that period of 2016 to just get to know God for myself. Um, I started reading the way, started learning how to pray. Funny thing about me, I never Googled how to pray. I never Googled how to read the Bible. I felt like God I know God is God is real. He, like he's so real, he's so present and all that. But at that moment, because I've never experienced um what I'm about to experience now, I just, you know, felt, you know, like, you know, God is real, you know, and if God is real, then we would see I can just speak to God and He will answer me, He will lead me, He will teach me on how to do things. So I never researched how to pray, how to do none of that, none of that. 2016, from the from the moment I rededicated my life to Christ to the end of 2016, I was just digging into my Bible. I was just studying the Bible and just getting to know God. Starting with Genesis, it was hard because now, now that I'm used to, you know, to the way of God, I'm used to studying the Bible, I know that if you're a new believer, you can, the best way to start reading the Bible, it's, in the four gospel of Jesus, Matthew, John, Luke, Mark, especially John, like that is the greatest way to start reading the Bible. But by that time, I didn't know, so I started with Genesis. I struggled to study the, like I studied the entire Old Testament. The Old Testament is my favorite, 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 favorite part of the Bible. I started with Old Testament, it was so difficult. Plus, I was using the King James Version. You guys, it was so, so, so difficult. But when I tell you that I never gave up, I studied until I understand King James, until I understand what the Bible was trying to teach me and what God was trying to say to me. I studied all the events, you know, I studied all, everything in the Old Testament from Genesis till the last book of the Old Testament, I did dip. I was not reading through, I was studying. I was studying, I was studying, I was studying. And to think that the time I rededicated my life to Christ, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I started speaking in tongues. It was so awesome because the Holy Spirit was taking me through the Bible. He was teaching me the word of God himself, which was such an amazing, amazing experience, you know, as a, like, as a new, not, not necessarily a new believer, but as someone who just started to walk with God, as someone who just started to, you know, walk in a relationship with God. It was just an amazing, an amazing experience. So um in those in those um days um God planted us a deep and you know this fire and desire in my heart to go to school. I matriculated in twenty fourteen and I rededicated my life in twenty sixteen and in 2015, 2016, I was doing nothing. I was at home. I was taking my gap. I was just living my best life and just drinking my life away and just smoking it away. But the minute I rededicated my life to Christ, God planted a desire in my heart to go to school. And then in that moment, I um, I had a very great friend who helped me to apply, you know, to all these different institutions and just, you know, and I got accepted into UT. 
end that's where my journey with christ really started i got accepted in tut so i in 2017 i left home for school um i got accepted i got um i got rest and i got buzzery later on and i i left home in 2017 to go to school and when i got there my first week at race um there were this you know men of god who outreached me and they told me about christ and all that and i was like i was looking for a church in my mind i was like i'm going to attend or to fellowship at christ embassy because um i have a background of christ embassy a lot of my aunts they fellowship at christ embassy so i've been to christ embassy and a couple of times and I once got healed in one of their crusades, so I was like, you know what, when I go to school, I'll go to Christ Embassy. Unfortunately, I was on, okay, fortunately now, um, God exposed me to this amazing ministry. I, I was outreached by Pastor Matthew Levert Mutunz and Levert, remember, they outreached me and they told me about their ministry and I was so interested. And you know what really, really catched or touched my heart or what really, you know what I loved about them was that they were they were going out to reach out to the souls. That was such an amazing thing. I was never exposed to such you know such a thing before. So I was like, wow, this is amazing. You know, this is this is this is where I see myself. You know, in in the coming years and coming days of my life in in school. So come Sunday, I woke up very. Early, like I woke up at five o'clock, and they told me the service started at ten. But I woke up at five o'clock. I woke up, I prayed, I was praying for the service, I was praying for the service. I think I prayed for an hour, thirty minutes. I was praying for the service, I was praying to God that I'm not going there for an experience. I'm going there for an encounter. And God, since I'm looking for a church, I am praying that you know you will, you just help me to find a home church. And I was just praying, I was praying, I was praying, I was praying. And by past six and to seven, I was getting ready. I was, I bathed, I, you know, I I did everything that I needed to do. By eight o'clock, I was done. I was ready to go to church. And, and I was two hours early. Okay, that's why I landed to the wrong church. I went to something called SCO. Um, I think it's Student christian organization in campus and i got there and it was this big church you know they were singing so nice their worship was so amazing everything was just perfect the way it was good everything was amazing but my spirit was not at peace it was like nah this is not it this is not for me i know like it was no the spirit of god didn't say this is right. Like, I had no peace about going back to that church. I'm not saying there was anything wrong with the church. No, the church was amazing. Their, their worship was on, you know, on fire. Their intercession was amazing. But it was just not for me. And then I left. And, you know, I met one of the guys who outreached me. And he was like, oh, you didn't come to church. I was like, you know, man of God, I came. The thing is, you know, I'm still new, you know. I'm still new in campus and everything. So I went to the wrong church. I came to the right building, but I went to the wrong church. So I was like, no, cool. Next week Sunday, I'll come and fetch. I was like, wow, amazing, great. I'll see you next week Sunday. Then when next week Sunday, I woke up, I bathed, I did all that, and he came and he fetched me and we went to church. When I entered, it like when I entered the place, when I entered the church, when I entered the building, guys, I was I had this I fought in my spirit. 
no worship was on, no intercession. It was just the minute I entered, I knew that this is it. It was not that big, big church like like SEO, but it was so intimate. It was there was so much love when I got there, and you know, intercessions that go. You know, because I am a sucker for prayer. I love prayer more than anything. If they can say we can just live up, live on prayer alone, we don't need to work, we don't need to do anything. I wouldn't mind. I love prayer. A minute, let me trip this tea. I told you guys that I'll be sipping on my tea because my girl is not full now. But yeah, um, intercession started wow, and the person who was leading intercession was leading it with an understanding of what intercession is. It was such an amazing experience. We worshipped the word. Wow. Big, big up to Pastor Mitty. Like the word was 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 like it was something that I needed. It spoke to me in so many ways. Then after church, you know, we like we they asked, okay, they asked um if you're interested to join any department in the church, like ushering worship, you know, sound, things like that. And because I knew first service, I knew that I wanna be there. I knew that this is it. So I, I was like, you know what? I want to be part of the ushering team. They were like, cool. I was part of the ushering team. Next Sunday, I was part of the ushering team. It was amazing. And then the second Sunday, I was now part of the HOP. Their HOP system is like a home cell. So I, I became the HOP assistant of the guy who outreached me. Second service, guys. Like second Sunday, I was already in it. I didn't even hesitate. I was like, no, I'm gonna think about it. I was ready to do it all. I swear to God, if they were like, they need a pastor at the moment, I was gonna be ready to be the pastor because I was just on fire for God. I just wanted to do everything, everything that I can possibly do for God. I was like, I was like, God, anything that you want me to do, I'm up for anything, I'm game. So I was in Asha, I became an HOP assistant and yeah like i started growing in the things of god you know i started attending them their prayer meetings started attending their leadership retreat i think one of the one of the things that literally groomed me um in my relationship with god or established me is one of its is their leadership retreat that's where i was trained i was grilled i was boiled like I got grilled and trained and all of that and I think that um that's 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 like that segment played a very huge role in my Christian work. It played a very huge role in my relationship with God. From that moment my first leadership retreat made me to go back and sit down and ask God, what more can I do for you? what what do you need and you know you know sometimes i feel like as christian we want to tell god how to serve him we want to talk we want to come with this god i want to do one two three and one two three for you and you know that leadership retreat taught me that i cannot tell god how to serve him i cannot tell god how to live for him he need to tell me how to serve him he need to tell me how to live for him and that leadership retreat literally broke that 
that wall of telling God what I need to do for him. And then now I'm starting to hear God what he needs me to do for him. And I sat down, sat down in prayer because I'm one person, God, oh, I pray. I'm not trying to break or anything like that, but I'm one person, I believe that, you know what, before I do anything, before I take any action, before I do none of that, I need to sit down and ask God, okay, King, what are we doing? Like, what's the next step? The Bible says he's our counselor, like he's our advisor, like the Holy Spirit is our advisor. So I don't just want to do anything out of my, you know, my abilities or whatever, or capabilities, but I want to know from the Holy Spirit what I can do, what step I need to take. So I went in prayer, I took a journal, and I went in prayer, and I was like, God, what more can I do for you? Or what do you want me to do for you? It's that moment where God said, I want you in ushering department, I want you in prayer meetings, I want you to start being, you know, serious about outreach. I want you to start. Like God gave me, from that moment, he gave me the passion for soul winning. From that moment, I started going out in outreaches. And one thing I loved about my 2017 or about my first year, it's that I never waited for church. For I never waited for that day which the church has said for us to go for outreach for me to win souls. My everyday life was souls. You can ask my classmate, you can ask my friend. I remember my 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 communication class we were asked to write an essay and you know we were asked to write like who inspires us in our life and at that moment because you know i grew up i, I was never a goal orientated person i was never that person oh yo i want to achieve this and that and that i was never a person who who's inspired by anything i was just living life until i met christ guys so i because I've studied a lot about Apostle Paul, I wrote in my essay that Apostle Paul was my inspiration, was the guy who inspires me. And in my lecture, I remember my lecture called me and she was like, your essay was literally preaching. It was like, I was, it was like I was reading a sermon. And I was like, wow. And she was like, now I know that you know what I, I she was like it spoke to me you know i was like wow that's amazing and that was not my intention my intention was was never to preach but because my everyday life was literally preaching without me actually intentionally preaching so it really 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 made people to draw closer to god without even me saying hey my name is kid i'm here to invite you to church you know i was just telling every Day or everywhere I was on campus, we were talking Christ. My friends know this. We were talking Christ. We were talking faith. We will laugh. We will have fun. We will enjoy this thing of talking Christ. I remember in my class, in my sports management class, my lecturer asked us why we were in school. And I was like, you know what? To be honest, I don't know why. No, he asked like, why are we doing sport management? And I was like, to be honest, man of God, I don't know why I'm doing sports management, but I know for a fact that I'm here because God wanted me to be here. It might be because God wanted me, to, God wanted to grow me 
in him it might be that god had a calling for me in this moment or in this place it might be anything but at the moment i don't know why i am here i just know that god called me to be here i'm not here because i wanted to be here i am here because god called me to be here me in two years ago i never had the desire to be in university i never had the desire to pursue my studies but the minute i met christ i started having that desire so it shows that it was not up to me to be in school it was all in god's play that's what i said and he was like mm. right wow and like 2017 was just my you know it was just one of the best years of my life i made one of um you know i made this special person in my life in 2017 i met this guy in 2017 a lot of things happened in 2017 my relationship with god grew mightily so much in 2017 my 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 you know i i was so convinced about christ in 2017 i you know i was just convinced that christ is alive christ is real christ has called me in 2017 so 2017 was literally the establishment of my relationship with christ so moving to 2018 mm, let me sip on my tea Moving to 20, um, 2018, that's where um, reality started hitting. That's where, you know, studies started to get harder. I started going through some weird stuff. But I'm just going to unpack things for you so that you, you, you guys can understand what I'm talking about. So in 2018, we came back from, I came back from home, went back to rest second year in school second year in the ministry and i was just i was looking forward to it i was so ready i was so guys i was so ready so in 2018 i i was still on fire for god mad but not as i was in 2017 this in 2018 my fire started to go down okay and one thing that i've learned is that you know what god is the one that lit the fire but we are responsible to keep it burning you know we are responsible to keep the fire burning <laughs> bless me sorry we were we are responsible to keep the fire burning and that's something that you know i didn't know that like but i i i i i got to learn it by myself god had to teach me by himself that you know what i i switched i i lit on the fire you need to keep it burning you know you need to seek me every day pray every day do this and that for the fire to keep on burning or on burning you know and um yeah i don't know where to start mm, um let's see okay so yeah we continued with our fellowship and campus I continued going to school and all of that and then I started having past flashbacks and in that in, 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 you know I think in a period of a month I was having past flashback every single day in a period of a month like from the first to the 
31st of January, let me say like that, but it was not in June. I think it was around April. I started having flashbacks, past flashbacks, like, you know, I started feeling, having these feelings of rejection, these feelings of not loved and wanted and all that. And it, it, that was like 2018 was my darkest moment those those are what those were my darkest days and it was so 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 hard you know it was so hard guys i don't even know how to i don't even know how to say it i don't even know how to unpack this thing for you guys but i'm just trying to come down so i can you know breathe and let me just sip on my tea and we'll, we'll, we'll try it Yeah, I think at that moment, I was going through a lot. I was going through a lot mentally. Because you know what? I was, I, was, I was even struggling to sleep. It got to a point where I was struggling to sleep. I would cry myself to sleep. I think I, in 2018, I was crying myself to sleep every single day. In 2018, I was crying myself to sleep every single day because, and one thing is that my roommate was not always there. She would only come on weekends. During the week, she's at her boyfriend's place. I'm alone. The room just becomes this scary place. I was so afraid to be alone because I started having suicidal thoughts. I started going through this. I don't even know how to put it, but. I was not yet diagnosed with depression. Okay, now I am. But by that moment, I was not yet diagnosed with, you know, you are depressed and all that. But when I look back at it, now I can't give it a name. I didn't have a name. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what I was going through. I didn't understand. In 2018, I was not attending. Okay, I, I couldn't wake up. You know, I was sleeping. I would sleep around let's say 12 midnight and i woke up around 2 p.m like 2 p.m during the day the sun it's blazing outside and i just woke up and i wake up like i would just open my eyes and I, I, I couldn't i couldn't get out of bed for about two to three months that was that's what that was my reality that was my reality. I could, you know, I remember I would pray when I'm lying on my bed and I would, I would just cry and I'd be like, God, what's going on? Like, why are you reminding me of things that I thought that I've passed through or things that I thought that, you know, it's just my past. We don't need to go there anymore. And God, today when I look at it, it's like, God was saying, you know what, we don't cover the wood we allow the wound to heal because we do you don't just you don't just forget about the wound you need to treat the wound to heal so i you know god was just oh you know there were a lot of things that took place that reminded me of my past i can put it like that i don't know i don't want to get into much details but there were a lot of events that took place in 2018 that reminded me of my past and it, it, it provoked some dark things in the inside of me that I've never dealt with. You know, that I thought like being in Christ, you know, they would just go 
go away you know this pains this 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 past thing would just go away and it was it, it didn't work like that you know god needed me to to allow him to walk me through healing which is the journey that i just started last year around september the journey of healing and i thank god because now you know i have my sessions you know i go to my to my counseling sessions i i have somebody that i that i speak to on 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 a weekly basis and you know what i'm gonna be okay but at that moment in 2018 going to church was a drag i would drag myself to go to church you know i will sleep the whole day and i will wake up at five and take a bath and at six o'clock i'm in church and when i get there sometimes i will smile i'm one person i cannot pretend that i'm okay when i'm not but i was trying to do that but it was like it was coming as if i'm rude but i was just trying to be a normal person you know, try to hide what I was going through, try to hide the pain that I was going through, you know, I would lead prayer, I would do all of that, I would do all the tip of the days, I would do all of that, the talk shows, and all of that, but I was just, I was not okay, and it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's painful that, you know, um, we have people who come to church, who go through things, and they have nowhere to run to they can't even run to the church they can't even run to their to their mentors or leaders or whatever they just don't have anywhere to go to and they have nobody to run to because you know the the, the, the christian society they, they didn't create a safe space for such people who are struggling with mental illness or struggling with you know depression and all of that and i just had to cover that I'm, I'm going through things until it got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore and I did something stupid that that exposed my pain that exposed my darkness that exposed the darkness that I was going through and oh god I was in such a dark place I was in such a dark place I don't want to really leave 2018 and 2019 those are the years I don't want to really leave I don't I know they 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 they, they, they will save a purpose later on in stage. I know that for a fact, but I don't wish what I went through on anybody. I don't even wish it on like I don't wish it on anybody. So I'll I'll still go to church. I will I was not attending. Maybe in a week I'll go to school once. Sometimes I'll go you know, the whole week without going to school. My friend will call me, we're going to class. like, no, I'm not feeling well, I'm not going to class. Ah, I woke, I woke up late. Ah, I couldn't wake up. This, I will come with all these excuses and lies to cover up that I'm going through something. And on top of that, I was pushing a Bible study. I was still doing things for God. I was pushing a Bible study. I was teaching people about God. I was, I was still there for the people of God to say, you know what, if you need somebody to talk to, come, you can come to me. If you need somebody to pray with you, all of that, I was still mentoring girls. Guys, I was still doing all of that. But in my own space, at my own time, I was going through a lot. I remember there was a time where I wanted to burn my Bible because it just reminded me of the love of God that I, at that moment, I didn't feel it. 
you know, I had three Bibles and I would look at all of them. And when I opened it, I, I was always reminded that God loved me, but I was going through something that it didn't look like that. It didn't look like God loved me at the moment, but the Bible is reminding me. I remember I got up, I took a book, I went to the cafeteria, I bought it. A book, a box of mangers and I came back and I was ready to bend down my Bible, my journal. I was like, you know what? Maybe this Christian thing it's not for me. Maybe this God thing is not for me. Because why am I going through such things if this thing it's for me? And guys, it was it was just it was it was a lot. It was just it was it was just a lot. And oh God. Just, just me, you know, going back to that moment, like, just me trying to comprehend it. It's I cannot. I can't even. I don't even know how I, how I got through that. I know that it's. You know, I'm one person. When I look at my life, the only thing that I can say, it has been God. It can only be God. Literally, nobody, no human being, could have got me through that moment. Those were, you know, those were like two dark years of my life and there is nobody, not even the president himself, nobody could have gotten me out of that state. It can be God. You know, my life has God's handwriting on it. Everything that, that I went through, when I look at myself right now, I'm like, it can only be God. I mean, like, it can only be God. Nobody could save me. I could even save myself. It can only be God. It can only be God. So, yeah, I'm not good at, at, at storytelling, but I'm trying. And I have to be good because my podcast, it's all about my life change. So I need to get, I need to be good at storytelling. I need to be good at unpacking things that I'm trying to, you know, Put out there you guys you will bear with me i'm still i'm still learning to do this thing so um yeah it was just it was i was just going through a lot and around a lot of people don't know this but few people you know my pastor know this um um Mugai know this a lot of people don't know it but i think i was just say it but i won't say what drove me to the state because I feel like one of my good friends said something like, you cannot testify on something that you are still, I don't remember what she said exactly. I cannot say it exactly how she said it, but thinking about it right now, I know that there are a lot of things that I cannot, you know, go in details, but don't worry, we're still here. We're still gonna do this thing. So later or maybe December, I'll be ready to just give you guys all the details of what Muka was going through. So I don't, I don't know, I think it's around September. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I might be missed. I don't know. I'm not sure. I got to a place where I sat down. I took my Bible. I took my prayer journal. I took pills. I took a glass of milk. And I put all them like I was like God, thank you for trying, thank you for trying to be there for me, thank you for trying to be this bigger person. But I'm not gonna do this anymore. I'm done. Okay, like I am done with life. I am done with you. I am done with church. I'm done with everything. Okay, because 
no, I cannot do this. Honestly, I cannot do it. And I took those pills. I drank them one by one until I was on number eight. And as I was, I was putting, as I was taking a pill, I was saying why I'm taking it. Example, let me say, I'll be like, because I don't have a supporting system number one because i'm rejected because i feel unloved I, I, I was doing that i was giving every pill a reason for me to take it until i was on number eight if it wasn't for cindy i could have been gone literally so one of my housemates had me like i was feeling i was going through so much pain after like i mean i feel after 10 minutes those pills started kicking in and I was going out. I was screaming. I was shaking. And Cindy came to my room. It was around 1 o'clock in the like 1 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock, 1 a.m. And she came to my room and she was like, What's wrong? I couldn't talk. I was sweating. It was just a lot. They called the ambulance, you know, and all that. And I remember the paramedic saying, if you guys didn't call, she wouldn't be alive. And, oh God, to think of that right now, I know that I went through such a dark place. And I remember they called my friends like to, to ask what happened. And, you know, and none of them understood why, because I seemed to be just okay. Nobody understood why. I did what I did or I wanted to do what I did. Even today, none of them still understand why. Some of them do understand, but a lot of them still don't get it why I did what I did or I, I wanted to do what I did. And yeah, so from that moment, I started struggling with suicidal thoughts on a daily basis. I started, you know, I remember my housemates started taking away all the knives around me the scissors pills everything that might seem like i might use it to harm myself they started to remove them around me and everybody and now it's like i'm a two-year-old you know I, I i receive so much support from my housemate than i received support from any other places she was she was there for me she was checking up on me on a daily basis she was like, are you okay? Do you want to talk? Do you want us to pray? Because she was also a believer. Do you want us to pray? What's going on? Like, tell me, you know, you seem fine. You know, you go to church. You, you do these Bible studies. You do all of that. But then what's the problem? What's really going on? And I was like, you know, God, I felt God telling me to just, you know, open up to it. And I told her what I was going through. I told her the, the flashbacks that I was having. God, it was like the flashbacks were like I was watching a movie. Like I saw my past playing in front of me. I saw my past playing in my head. I will see every event very clear. Sorry guys, I'm back. Somebody was calling me. Oh, it's okay. I didn't even answer. I just waited for them to just hang up. I'll get back to them after this. Where was I? 
yeah so um we, she started praying with me we started praying together we started praying together started to regain my strength to go to school at least to go to school to to go to church with you know a better like a better like with a better feeling because all along i was just going to church because i felt it was just a system to me it was like i'm used to going to church so there's nothing i can do on monday at six o'clock so i just need to go to church and i was just dragging myself to church but then she started praying with me and it was no longer as much of a drag to go to church or to go to class or to do like social things that i used to do but it was more of like i was just trying to go to the routine that i was used to but the suicidal thought never stopped the sickness never stopped you know but and i started you know seeking god regarding what i was going through i was asking god what was going on and god literally in 2017 now because i struggled with all this thing throughout 2018 my pastor heard about it, we prayed together, but then in 2019, it got a little bit worse, but, you know, I never, ever, ever tried to take my, I was thinking of it, but every time, I remember I bought chick, I was ready to drink it up, but every time God, God's voice, you know, like, one thing that saved him is that God, God's voice started to become so louder than the enemy's voice, so that's what saved me. And yeah, so I, I was still struggling with all of that and yeah, so that's my story guys. That's that's me, that's my life. After Christ I you know, I was one girl who was on fire for God, one girl who's now struggling with anxiety, all of that like I will be I will have panic attacks. Yo my girl went through a lot. I will have panic attacks in church, ne? And they wouldn't even notice that it's panic attack. I would just cry and just, I don't know, maybe for them, it's like maybe I was in the spirit, I was going through my thing, but I was going through panic attacks. They would just happen randomly. Anyway, they would just, boom, I just have panic attacks. My eyes would just, my eyeballs would just turn white, and I would not see anything. And I would just, feel like I could choke myself. Yo, I was, I was, it was, just, it was just a horrible, horrible, horrible experience. But I just thank God for His healing power. I thank God for this community that His, 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 His growing around me. You know, a community that is aware of the things that I'm going through, and a community that is checking up on me on a, on, 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 you know, on a regular basis, and they're just there to pray with me, to, I thank God for my spiritual mentor, all the way from UK, she's just been playing a very huge role in my life, you know, I just thank the Lord around people, about the people who loves me, like, my guy, I thank God for him as well, he's, he's just amazing, I thank God for my friends, yeah, I just thank God, so, I want to say something, right i just want to say something that i feel like i i think i spoke about this on my on on, on my second episode but i just want to say it like you know when when you when when you are going through mental health issues or mental illness things like you know psd anxiety depression bipolar suicidal thoughts things like that reach out guys like talk to somebody i know in our christian society you know there's no like we have no okay i think we are working on it we are working on creating a space for people to speak 
speak up, for people to speak their truth, for people to say, I am not okay. You okay? Like, I am not okay. I'm not doing okay. Like, pastor, I am not okay. Can I step down as a leader for a month because I am not coping? Okay, I think we are working on creating such spaces. But last year in 2018, there were no such a thing, you know. You know when you when when you were struggling, you were too afraid to even tell the next person, especially in the Christian circle. You were you were afraid to tell the next person because you will feel like you are less of a Christian. You will feel like you are faithless. You will feel like you don't spend much time with God. You will feel like there's something you are doing wrong. You will feel like you are not you are not in a right standing with God. That's why you are going through what you are going through. That's why you are feeling all these feelings of sadness and, and of these feelings of taking your own life. And you understand? You feel like you are not spiritual enough. So I feel like we need to we need to create a space and then People who also struggle with certain, they need to start speaking up, seek for help. You know, it doesn't really mean like you don't trust God. Seeking for help, actually, for me, it 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 shows that you trust God enough to seek help from people that He placed in this world to help us. Like you trust God enough to go to the next person and be like, I am not okay. I need to talk. You know, somebody, sometimes you get so frustrated that you just want to talk. And then you feel like you have nobody to talk to. Not like there's nobody in your life. It's just that nobody has created that space for you to speak up. So what I do, I try so hard with going through what I go through to create space for people to, to just talk, speak up. Be like I'm not okay. It you being a leader, you're a worship leader, a chief usher, whatever you're doing in church, speak up, be true to yourself, say, you know what, I am not coping. I just wanna step down. I wanna, I just wanna regain my strength from God. I wanna withdraw strength from God and deal with what I'm going through so that I can serve God in like full potential with my with all my capacity with all my potential i can serve god with it because let me tell you something when you are struggling and when you are dealing with all of these things you can't serve god like you can't really serve god fully like with your full potential and full capacity there's no way you can do it there will be times when we have to go to outreach i will lie that i'm I, i'm not around or i'm doing this and that while i'm just lying on my bed why because i cannot serve god from an empty like i was so empty so it's okay sometimes to step back and be like you know what i need a refill i need a refill i need to regain my strength i need to remind myself of who i am in christ and sometimes it takes another fellow brother or sister in Christ to help me understand who I am again, to remind me of who I am again in Christ. So we need to start creating the spaces so that people can start to speak up and we can be a tool in God's hand to help them, to remind them of who they are in Christ, to remind them that they are worthy of life, to remind them they matter, to remind them that they are loved and chosen and called. 
Sometimes these things, yes, we know them, but they don't, they don't, they, they, they don't even, we, we, we know them when we can't relate. It's like we can't relate with this truth. We can't relate with this glorious gospel of Christ. So we need somebody else to remind us. I don't want to, I don't want to like so many times a sister or a brother in Christ will speak a word that will help me for the whole week to stand strong and and and, and remind every time when I when I think of taking my own life, I will go back to that text. I will read it out loud. I will look in the mirror. I will read it out. I'm like I'm chosen. I'm called. I'm loved. God has this big plan upon my life. This and that and that, and that will save me. I don't know how many times my life was like somebody cashed my life because of something they spoke over me because of the prayers they say there's this one man of god who plays such a huge role in my in in, in those days which is brother Sully. a lot of people know him this guy will come i think he was always led by the spirit because he will come to my room at the right moment Every, every time I was thinking of doing some stupid thing, he would come and be like, no, I just felt like coming and praying with you. No, I just felt like coming and sharing the word with you. He would share scriptures. He would come and, you know, give me sermons. He would come and pray with me. He would invite me to his room and be like, no, I just wanted to tell you this. Oh, I cooked. I just wanted to, oh God, he played. So, he played such a huge role, brother. So literally play such a huge role in my life in those days unfortunately he's no he's, he's not around in the ministry anymore but that guy was literally moving and working with god because he was always right on time he texted me right on time he knocks at my door right on time he calls me right on time. There was no way. Even sometimes when he calls me to remind me about outreach or something like that, it was always right on time. Sometimes it was always after I had a panic attack or when I'm thinking of doing stupid things or when I'm thinking of doing all those kind of things, he will call me, he will text me, he will come to my room, he will, oh, sister, he, will, he used to say, Sister K, he used to call me Sister K. Sister K, I cooked. Please pass by my place when you come. When you come from class, that time I'm just there in my in, in my room, don't even go to class. And I'm like, okay, Pastor, um, Brother Soli. Sometimes we call him Pastor Soli, sometimes we call him Brother Soli because he was just so anointed. I'm okay, Brother Soli, I'll come to your place and I'll go there. We, we He would pray with me. A lot of people can testify that, like a lot of people from my church can testify that that guy was a walking Bible. That guy, God used him, you know, he, he used him so much, so much, like, in my life. He used him so much in my life. And even though sometimes we had our own fights, but <laughs> I just, I, I love him and appreciate him. And I just thank God for his life. Um, Yeah, but I was, as I was just saying, um, we need to, as, 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 as believers, we need to create the safe spaces and, you know, speak more about these things in church and make people aware that we are aware that people are going through things and fighting things and just 
battling with this mental issues and this this and that and that and that and the moment we the minute we let people know that we are away and we know that people are going through all of this now people will be comfortable to come forth and be like pastor i'm not good pastor i'm not okay Levite, i am going through this and that um Levite, i'm going through this and that and people now the moment they the moment they speak up god will use us now you we are let's make ourselves available for god to use us in this area of mental issues and things like that because you know i feel like god if 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 you avail yourself if you avail yourself to just listen god will use it in so many ways i swear to god god will use you 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 are oh, you will save so many lives god will save so many lives through you just for you being there and listening to the person and just holding the person's hand and be like i got you i understand i mean you, you might not have experienced what they experienced but you be like i understand how even me i went through some things and and god cashed me and this and that and that and you give somebody hope give somebody strength be someone that people can draw strength from people can can draw hope from people can 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 balance their faith with like just let's just create such spaces you know i was reading um um, um we were reading um guys we were um we, i was i was going through the books of paul and i realized something about him um i want like one or two things that we can learn from him is that he was so honest with his pain he was so honest with what his he was going through you know he was so honest in in all his letters he will make the people that he was writing to are way that I was, I'm going through one, two, three. I'm going through one, two, three. I've been through one, two, three. And he will always be like, pray for me. I'm going through one, two, three. Pray for me. Like he was honest with his struggles. He was honest with his pain. And I believe it's because there was a space, uh, 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 yeah, a space or a community for him to be honest with such things. And I feel like we can learn a lot of things from Paul that, you know what, we need to be honest with our church leaders, with our church members, with, with just people around us that we are struggling and we are going through so much. And he was like, he was always promoting that the church should hold each other. The church should be there for each other. Oh God, I love Apostle Paul. He will always promote you know that thing of be your brother's keeper i don't know we can take the scripture in so many ways but he will always promote love unity be there for each other he will even be like confess your sins to one another meaning i feel like even if it's not sins confess be talk to one another what you're going through be there for each other create that space of saying brother i am here for you sister i am here for you the church is here for people who are going through one to the let the church take a stand and be like we are here for whoever is going through one two three yes now we talk business yes now we talk this and that yes now we talk 
entrepreneurship can we also talk struggles that people are going through can we talk struggles that people are dealing with on daily basis and these people are leaders this these people are members these people are newcomers you want if a first come a first timer comes to a church and then a church is vibrant and a church i mean a church is honest with or a church is I don't know how can put a church has that space of saying we welcome people who are going through one two three we have created the space and a first time is going through that trust and believe that a first time will stay there they will be establishing that ministry because they have something they can relate with they have people that they can talk to they have people that they can run to every time a thought of taking their own life pops up in their mind. They know that I can call pastor and pastor will pray with me. Pastor will speak a word of hope in my life. Pastor will remind me of who I am. Not, yeah, go pray. Um, I'm continuing seeking the Lord. No. I, you know, if you understand what these people are going through, you won't even say that. Because that for them is like rejection. It's like you're like, I don't have your time. You can do this by yourself. I can't be there for you. You can do it by yourself. So the minute pastor said, okay, or a leader, whoever, be like, okay, Kidumis, I understand what you're going through. But the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, and, and you know what? Let me let me pray with you. And they start praying. They start praying. And they'd be like, the Bible says, and they'd be like, you know, they, you know, one thing is that the truth of God will always, will always take out the lies of the kingdom of darkness. The minute you speak the truth over that person, that lie that the devil has been telling them that you are not worthy, take your own life. You are not allowed, take your own life. The truth of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ would kick out those lies. So if we can just start taking and stand and be like, you know what? As a church, you know, you know, I feel like people should even take, you know, Christians should even take therapy courses and just take this thing. And we have therapists who are born again, who are filled with the Holy Ghost, who will not just tell us these crazy things, but they will always relate it with the word of God. They will always take it back to God. And then people will be healed. A lot of people's life will be saved. I don't want to lie. Honestly, a lot of people's life will be saved they will be safe trust me so yeah we can apostle paul promoted it apostle paul number one we can learn as people who are dealing with this mental illness we can learn to be true to be honest with our with our struggle and our pain and then the church and the christian community can also learn this from apostle paul to promote safe spaces to promote being there for one another to promote reminding people of who they are in Christ. Remember, I don't know if it's in the book of Galatians or whatever, but there's a letter that Apostle Paul wrote and he was writing weight of encouragement and hope to the children. I don't remember which, which book to the people of that church because they were going through persecution. They were going through these pressures of the world and they were being persecuted and they were being, they were being 
going through whatever they were going through and Paul wrote a letter and said, you know, take heart, stand strong in the Lord. The Lord, oh God, the God in you is stronger than the devil that you are fighting on a daily basis. He reminded them of who they, they are while they were going through what they were going through. We can learn that from Apostle Paul. We can learn that, that you know what? Take heart, take heart, be strong, stand firm, hold on to the faith. God loves you. God has a future for you. You matter, you are worth it. Oh my God. We can, oh Jesus Christ, there's a lot to learn from Apostle Paul. The church can start taking a stand and be like, you know what? You are dealing with one to do. Okay. You are welcome. Come sit down. Let us talk. And don't just be like, um, you need to grow your faith more and um, start to go go deeper in the word of God. You don't know what if they are there. They are reading the word of God. What if they can't even open the word of God? They can't even read. You know, you'll be like, okay, come, let's do Bible studies together. Can we just encourage each other in the Lord? That will, that will do, like, oh God, that will do so much. Like, it will save a lot of people's life. I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie. I just don't want to lie. It will save a lot of people. You know, being a Christian, like in this in this society, being a Christian and struggling with mental health problem can be so discouraging. It is so discouraging. And, and you know, a lot of people pull back from church. Leaders step down. Leaders leave church because they are going through something and they feel so discouraged and they feel so ashamed to come to church because how, how can I come to church and stand in front of people and preach preach peace and joy and I don't have them. I can't express them in my own personal life. So that's why leaders step down. Leaders take their own life. Pastors take their own lives because the church is not a safe space for people who are going through all of this. The church, it's, it, 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 it's not a safe space. We can't say, I can't say right now, I can't stand in front of people and lead talk show and then i'm dealing with suicidal thoughts in my mind as i'm doing talk show the devil's reminding me ah you're such a fraud you are not happy you're not this and that but you want to stand in front of people and tell them about this god of yours that you're not even experiencing and then and then and then and then and that gives us so much discouragement to even do anything in the things of god to even do our services in the things of god that's why we lie i'm not available i went home while I'm just sitting right in my room, but because of this weight that I'm playing in my mind, I cannot come forth, you know. So the, the, the body of Christ or the church or the society, it started with me. We need to be open about these things. The, the, the pulpit needs to stop shying away and start to be eager to speak about these things and be like, this, are the, this is the reality that we are facing now, you know. People are dealing with things. People are going are, are going through things. Women are being raped in the churches. Not raped in the churches, but even if they are. But I mean, like women, um, are, are, women are getting raped now and then. And if the church don't speak on that, in for in, in you know, in terms of healing on such things, oh God, I don't know. Like the church don't speak about this thing they just don't speak on it and you know we have a lot of people who are hurting in the church we have a lot of people who are broken in the church and they come to church to seek healing and to seek 
hope and then if the church cannot give give it to them that i don't know because the church is a representative of god's love so if the church cannot give that to them then that's why a lot of people just just take their own lives because they don't they don't have hope nobody's telling them that they matter okay so yeah i think that's it from me into this episode i think that's it and from now on guys i promise you guys that the content now it's moving from myself um to god and myself because i feel like it was myself then god so now it's me from from myself to god and myself than myself to god i don't know if i make sense so yeah yeah that's all i wanted to touch on i just want to leave you guys with this thing if you are basically with um oh, i want to sleep oh jesus christ <laughs> Oh yeah, God bless me. Um, if you're battling with these issues, um, please, um, be honest. Be like Apostle Paul. Be honest about your pain. Be honest about your brokenness. Because be honest about your state of mind and seek help. Trust God enough to seek help. And as as believers, I just wanna leave us with this day let's create a safe space for people to speak up let's just it can be like you being there to just listen it can be you speaking a word over their lives it can be you praying with them. don't just say i'll pray for you pray with them at that moment it, call them visit them just Guys, pray with them. You don't know what it does to people when somebody just holds your hand and they pray with you. Pray with them. Speak a word over their lives. Speak truth that will kick out the lies of the kingdom of darkness. Be there to listen. Just open a space or create a safe space um, for people who are dealing with this thing. And you will see... You will see the next generation will be one healthy generation. Even if they go through things, they won't be um they won't be discouraged or ashamed to speak out because they know that they have people they can trust and lean on. Yeah, they have people that they can lean on when when their faith is being shaken, they, they can lean on. On, on, on somebody else and they regain their strength and they regain hope and they regain faith and they continue on pressing on and standing and standing firm and holding on to the faith because why the community is encouraging that or encouraging them so yeah that's it for me tonight i hope you guys enjoyed um tonight's episode i didn't even refer to my notes I wrote notes. I even I didn't even say much of the thing that I wanted to say. I um brought so much on mental um issues, but I wanted to say a lot of things, but it's okay, it's fine. I touched on what I felt led to touch on and it's okay. And I feel like it will touch somebody else. And I feel like people will start reaching out and be like, You do it, I'm not okay. DM me guys. If if you feel like you just wanna talk to a stranger. If you don't know me, have never met me before, you just know me because um, we follow each other on Twitter or on, on, on Instagram, DM me. 
be like i'm not okay i have a lot of dms like from my previous episode the one i spoke about mental issues and creating spaces i got a lot of dms people started speaking up i called a lot of people i started praying with a lot of people and i believe um maybe later on this year somewhere around september i'll feature one of the of the people who dm'd me and spoke up i'm praying with the person we're doing bible studies together and i just thank god that you know this this um podcast it's starting to touch life and impact life and inspire people and that's all i'm about i'm all about expanding the kingdom of god making sure that people are getting served and making sure that people are growing in their relationship with god that's all i'm all about i'm not about myself but i'm all about the kingdom of god so if you are going through something or if you have an idea of creating a safe space for things like that maybe you want to start a youth um um I don't know what to call it, maybe in your church where people who are battling with mental illness they can just come and we share the word together and we pray together. Please DM me. Start let's start such initiatives. Let's start such things because in like on this podcast I you know like I can't have everybody coming in so we can just create um um, um, um a, a community where we meet once a month and we just talk about these things we pray over each other we speak word over each other we can just talk um, um start um um a, a community of therapy sessions or counseling session and just start counseling each other I don't know cancel each other in the way and just pray with each other in the way I don't know but something we can do something how let me come down let me sip on my on my tea before i say goodbye to you guys my tea is so cold so yeah yeah like reach out to me dm me i'll leave my handlers on my description is it no what is it called the podcast one it's called on my on my show notes oh guys i watch so much i watch a lot of youtube um videos that's why i'm saying description box because that's what i hear them saying so i it's show notes i think yeah so i'll leave my details my email my um my what is it called my oh jesus christ my handlers i'll even leave my whatsapp content down there text me whatsapp me voice send a v and whatever if you have an idea or also if you're struggling with this mental issues and then trust me i know god god has a way for you or god has something for you so thank you so much for joining me guys and okay i bought a mic i don't know if this mic is working or whatever but i'm recording with a mic right now the thing is because i'm not gonna edit this episode you guys will hear maybe some noises but i think i'm more audible now because i have a mic so we thank god for that investment thank you to my mom and my uncle for sponsoring me literally they're, they're, they are the sponsors of my podcast and i thank the lord for their life and i pray that god will continue on increasing them in all areas of their life so thank you so much for joining me and i promise you that the upcoming content are more of god plus myself rather than myself plus God, okay? So thank you so much for joining me. See you on my next episode.